Thanksgiving Day, and we are on the air because we got nothing better to do. And if you're listening, you obviously have nothing better to do either. Either that, or you're just relaxing after your huge turkey dinner tonight. We got a lot to get accomplished today. We have the top 10 worst songs of 2012, the top 10 albums of 2012, and we also have the top five songs about food and top five thanksgiving films That's a lot of tops it is and i'm sure people are probably wondering top five thanksgiving films and you probably can't think of any off the top of your head but there are a lot of films out there that take place around thanksgiving or have some sort of thanksgiving scene in them mm-hmm. you know so we've got that top five thanksgiving films I'm actually going to start things off with the top 10 worst songs of 2012. And I know some people are going to hear this list and say, but that was a huge hit. Here's how I feel about what qualifies something to be one of the top 10 worst songs of the year. You hear the song once, maybe twice, or, or sometimes even three times. That may be pushing it. But you're like, oh, that, that's a cute song. And then every time you hear it, you like it less and less, you know? Most of them are extremely catchy, and you you can hear it over and over again, and it just wears on you, the repetition of it. That That's my thoughts on it. So, for the top 10 worst songs of 2012, number 10, Calvin Harris, Feel So Close. Number nine, Train, Drive-By. Number eight, One Direction, What Makes You Beautiful. 
Number seven, Psy, Gangnam Style. Number six, Kelly Clarkson, Stronger. Big Sean, Dance Ass. LMFAO, Sexy and I Know It. Number three, Fun, We Are Young. Number two, Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe. And at number one, it was really no contest. It was like the first song I could think of. It was the first song I even actually put on this list. Number one, Worst Song of 2012, released in November of last year and has been playing nonstop at every dance club all year long. Maroon 5, Moves Like Jagger. So there you have it, the top 10 worst songs of 2012. It'll be available on my website during the next musical break, brandonchaos.weebly.com. Go check it out. You can find all of our uh, top five lists on there as well as other lists that we've done for the show. You will also find our show schedule for the rest of the, this season. Today is November 22nd, 2012. The world's supposed to end in just uh, 29 days. Yeah. Scary thought. And of course, there are people that actually believe that the world is going to end. There's people that believe it isn't going to end, and then there's some people that are like, eh, it could go either way. If it ends, what, what can we do to stop it? There's nothing we can do to stop it. If the world's going to end, there's nothing you can do to stop it. But So why worry about it? I'm one of those people that's like, uh, if it ends, it ends. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know? Like I said, there's nothing that you can really do to stop it. Of course, there, then there's the the crazy, nutty people that are, you know, stocking up on the canned goods and whatnot. If the world's going to end, I don't know what good those, those canned goods are going to do you, but that's what people are doing, just like they did with fucking Y2K. I don't know what good some green beans are going to do you if there's nuclear war or natural disasters. I don't know why people thought that the world was going to end at Y2K. I never understood that one. You know, the only thing I could really think of is, okay, if all the computers glitch, then yeah, it could set off some nuclear warheads, but at the same time that could destroy some areas of the world, but not you know, the entire world I don't they, think. They also thought But see, the thing about that is they knew that Y2K was going to happen 10 years before it did. So they actually had computer experts working round the clock from like 1991 on to change all of that, to make all of the, the dates four-digit instead of two-digit like they were. And that was the only problem was dates in computer systems were two-digit instead of four-digit. Now it's all been changed. And it was all changed long before that happened. So people really uh, overreacted about that one. Of course, then they thought bird flu and swine flu were going to be the end of the world. And who can forget, you know, last year that crazy uh, reverend guy that predicted the world was going to end in April, and it didn't. He said, oh, I was six months off. It's actually going to end in October. And then it didn't, and the guy kind of disappeared. Yep. I haven't heard shit from him since. Listening to the guy talk, he really believed that he was right. He he said that it was, you know, it was all based off of mathematics. He, you know, did all of his date checking and, and timeline checking throughout the book of Revelations, but... See, that's something I don't understand. If you're a Christian, 
you're supposed to believe that God is going to do what he's going to do, and you're not supposed to know what's going to happen. Why would he give you clues in the Bible if he didn't want you to know what was going to happen? That's Well, that's the thing is, if you read the book of Revelations, it's not... It doesn't give you any timelines, really. It just says, this is what's going to happen when the world ends. Yeah, it doesn't... You know, it just... Dates. Yeah. It, There's nothing hidden inside of it. It's just a detailed account of what's going to happen. There's no... Yeah, there's nothing really hidden there. If you believe in the Bible, you believe that it was humans were a conduit. But humans are not infallible. So anything written by humans is going to have mistakes in it. Plus, it's been translated 10 million times. So and there's no way that you could have any kind of mathematics that would actually make sense as to predict the world's end. And God likes to be unpredictable anyways. And so... You know, if you got a bunch of nuts coming out every year saying, hey, the world's going to end on this date, God's going to say, oh, well, it was, but it's not now. You know, he could do that. <laughs> he is God, so he, he can say, oh, you think the world's going to end on December 22nd, 2012? It's not. <laughs> Try again. He will pick a date that nobody is going to predict. That's how I feel about it. I think the Mayans stopped on that day because it was convenient. Or it's because they just happened to disappear right around that time. That's Maybe they, that's what happened. The Mayans disappeared. They were unable to keep going with the calendar. Yeah. Maybe someone got tired of reading it. But it it isn't just the Mayan calendar. There's all this other stuff like the Earth, the Sun, and a black hole lined together, and there's like some sort of magnetic shift and all this other stuff. And then apparently Nostradamus predicted it as well, and you know. The, the funny thing about Nostradamus is people will interpret his his writings to mean something that they that's completely off, you know? You can, completely off. You can take numbers or sayings and interpret them any way you want. You can twist them any way you want to have them mean anything. Exactly. You can take Shakespeare and say that he predicted stuff. If you really wanted to. You say that George Orwell predicted stuff. He was just off by a few years. You know, the whole Big Brother <laughs> thing. I've been saying for years that, you know, reality TV is exactly like what, we're see what we saw in 1984. You know, where people were watching each other on, on television. You know, people have TV cameras in their homes. Webcam shows online. You know, and we're not talking about just like the sex webcam stuff. There's people who have webcams all throughout their house, and you can see everything they do every second of the day through their webcams. You know, and it's not just reality TV. You know, it's not just celebrities on reality TV. You know, normal everyday people have these reality TV shows. You can see into people's living rooms. You know, and I, I you know, when I had Ron on the show, he said that, you know, they're, they really pushed for this. Uh, this di digital box for everyone to have in their homes. And he said, what if that's a gov the government's way of spying on us? You know? It's it's really a possibility. You know, especially with these new with these new flat screen TVs, they, they could be able to see everything we're doing. So you could say that George Orwell predicted the future. You know? You could say that Stephen King predicted the future. You know? You could... You know, you could twist something that somebody says and make it seem like something that actually happened. 
the people who believe in like numerology and think that numbers can predict everything. You can multiply and divide and add and subtract numbers to get any number if you do it any a certain way. Yeah. So there's no way that you could take a bunch of numbers out of the Bible and put them together in random ways to get something that you want to get and say that that's going to be accurate. Exactly. All right, we're going to get back in some music. Uh, today is uh, the 15th anniversary of the, the death of uh, the late In Excess singer Michael Hutchins. So we played that little tribute for him uh, at the beginning of the show. Right now, I'm going to play uh, the Goo Goo Dolls doing a cover of the In Excess hit, Don't Change. All right, we got Country Grammar on Skype right now. What's up, Country? Can you hear me? How's everybody doing? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. All right. How's Michigan? Oh, I'm actually loving it. Do you enjoy your Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, I'm still stuffed. I'm, I'm actually. We had Thanksgiving at like two o'clock, and now I'm stuffed on desserts. Nice. <laughs> Seven different types of pie. I... Wow. So are you going uh yeah. black, you going Black Friday shopping? No. No? I am not that stupid. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've done it before, it's not fun. If I break it out, it's because I got very nervous. Right? Yeah, you're you're breaking up. Yeah, I got very nervous. Oh. What? I, I think he said he has really weak service. Oh. I don't know. I don't speak redneck. I thought he said he had a really weak bladder. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I have 3G, but I only get like two bars. So, if that at times. That sucks, man. Yeah, I'm out in the middle of BFE. That's fun. Oh, it is. Haven't got me a deer yet. We're working on it. <laughs> of course you are. Of course. Why wouldn't I? Let me tell you what. It's a long six-hour trip up here unless you're playing the game of life on a laptop. It's very quick. <laughs> That's a random thing to play. Yeah, it is. It it's me, for God's sakes. I mean, come on. <laughs> wow. Do you suck at life in the game, too? <laughs> What'd she say? Do you suck at life in the game, too? No, actually, I win every time. Aw, he has to play a game to be good at life. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, at least he's getting laid, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many kids did you get in that life game? Not here, but in Texas. What? Yeah, no. I am shushing. What she said? She, she's shushing him. She she doesn't want him uh, broadcasting his sex life on the <laughs> World Wide Web. No, the uh, window that's right behind me. As you can see, you know. I can't see because I don't have the, the video pulled up. Oh. 
Well, if you could, then yeah, you, there's a window right behind you. And you can hear through it and it's right to the living room where everybody is at. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I we already discussed this topic a couple weeks ago. What do you guys? What? What? <laughs> right, you're, you're cutting out, man. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to let you go. Yeah, man. I got bad service. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll All see right, you when okay. you get back into town, man. See you later. All right. Country grammar calling us in on Skype. From Michigan. From Michigan, yep. Yep, yep. So, do you know what the 16 worst things about the holidays are? What? Well, as you know, today begins the holiday season. Yeah. You know, and there's always that Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays debate. You know, I I look at it this way. I'll say Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas on those holidays. Mm -hmm. But in, in the in-between time, I'll say Happy Holidays because to me, that sort of – encompasses all the holidays. There's a lot of holidays between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of them, and a lot of them that are celebrated by all kinds of different religions, because you've got Thanksgiving, you had St. Nicholas Day, which is uh, December 6th. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Boxing Day, mm -hmm. uh, New Year's, and all that stuff is just sort of within that month period, so... You know, I I say happy holidays in between, you know, because that just sort of it, that incorporates all the holidays, you know. But today officially begins the holiday season, and I have in front of me the top sixteen bad things about the holidays. At number sixteen, they have little kids. I I I have to agree with that. You know, you go to a family function, they got all the little brats there running around. You know the. Little cousins that only get to see each other around the holidays, you know, causing problems with each other because that's what little kids do. And, of course, you also have, you know, the holiday pageants and stuff like that that the kids put on. They can get annoying if, if you have too much of them. Uh, number 15, they have going places. Going anywhere during the holiday season sucks because of the traffic. You know, if, even if you live like 10 minutes from the mall, it's going to take you a half hour to get there because of traffic, you know? You just want to go out to eat, it's going to take you a while to get there, you know, especially if it's snowing. You know, so during the holiday season, give yourself a little bit of extra time to travel. It sucks, but you got to do it. Number 14, religious fanatics. And I'm going to I'm gonna uh, add atheists in there as well. They get annoying around the holidays. I think that's when atheists are the most annoying. They shut the fuck up the rest of the year. But it seems like Black Friday, they start crawling out of the woodwork. Walmart, take down your Christmas trees. Who cares Fuck you, man. You know, I see a menorah over there, too. You tell them to take that down? No. Because you're just fucking with Christians. All right, number 13, the economy. Okay, yeah, the economy. Uh, in, in December... You always get the illusion that the economy is doing well because everyone's out spending money that they don't have. Of course, and then January comes around and a lot more debt than you had in December. Exactly. <laughs> Twelve, they have bah humbugs. Yes, the, the, the holiday haters, they, they kind of piss me off. Yeah. They, they do. You know, I, 
you know, as a kid, you love the holidays. You love getting stuff on Christmas, you know. But then it's like when, you know, when you're, you know, 18, out of your parents' home and, and stuff, you know, it's like you like it, but you don't care as much. And then when you have kids, you love seeing your kids open up presents on Christmas. Then you got people that are just like, oh, I hate the holidays, blah, 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 you know. At number 11, they have procrastinating. Yes, you have assholes like me who wait till Christmas Eve to do all of their shopping. <laughs> number 10, pressure. Yes, you're getting pressure from the companies, the manufacturers. You're, you know, they want you to buy their product. Then, you know, shopping for your kids. You know, kids are pressuring you to get them the certain toy that they want. You know, pressure put on you by your family that you don't get to see that often, which brings me to number nine, family. We all have family we love. We all have family we can't stand to be around. Yep. I'm no exception to this. There's family that I just can't stand seeing, even if it's only once a year around the holidays. It's just the way it is. Number eight, wool. That's right. You all heard me. It's cold outside. You got to wear extra clothing. A lot of us don't like wearing clothing anyways. <laughs> if I could walk around naked all day long, I would. Definitely don't like wearing sweaters and other wool clothing. I don't know. I like sweaters as long as it's not the itchy wool. You can put something on underneath of that. Layer instead of wear a big fat yeah. wool sweater. Number seven, we have excessive weight gain because people do eat more around the holidays. You aren't going, you know... You aren't spending as much time outside, so you can't work that weight off. You know, most people don't start losing the holiday weight until March or April, you know? It sucks. Number six, having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Obviously, you know, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. You know, people don't like spending the holidays alone. So, you know, a lot of people get depressed if they don't have someone this time of year. But then the flip side of that is you do have someone, and especially... If you're really into this person, they're really into you. They expect an expensive present. You're, you know, you expect to get them that, and then there's a lot of pressure. Right. You know. Uh, number five, excessive Christmas music. I don't mind it, just not in excess. I, you know, and it's not the same old tired tunes over and over again. You know, I don't want to hear, you know, uh, Andy Williams and uh, who else, uh, Burl Ives and. You know, all those, Nat King Cole, yeah, done like a million Christmas songs, and that's all they play in the stores, you know? There has been Christmas music released since 1950, you know? And one of my biggest ones, charities. I understand that there are those that are less fortunate, and it's tough this time of year, but the way I look at it is, if you don't got shit all year long, Christmas is just another day for you. You know, it's just a little bit colder outside and you're sleeping on the sidewalk. That's the way I look at it. And the charities expect you to give more around this time of the year when you're already spending a ton of money as it is. You know, I hate the the bell ringers outside the store, the Salvation Army people. I hate I them because, you know, you feel guilty not giving anything. But at the same time, you're like, dude, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly well off. You know, I, I, I can't. You know, I, I want to give my kids a, a few nice things. I can't spare the money, you know? Number three, your excited neighbor. Oh, yes. One of the biggest 
things, you know, especially if you live in a nicer neighborhood, you've got the idiots in the neighborhood that compete with each other over who could have the biggest displays for Christmas. I love Christmas lights. In fact, a lot of times Christmas evening, you know, the day of Christmas when I've got nothing going on that night, I will drive around and look at the Christmas lights. You know, I like it, but you know, when you're competing with other people, that's, that's completely different. If anyone's seen the movie Deck the Halls, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito, Mm -hmm. that, that's sort of an example of that. Uh, number two, crappy presents. Everybody gets them. You know, you ask for five things, and whoever's buying for you doesn't even make an attempt to find those things, and you get junk that's more expensive than what you asked for. Number one, the overall letdown. You know, and you have these big plans for the holidays, and, you know, nothing really seems to go the way that you had planned. That's the worst right there. That is the absolute worst, you know. So, that's your top 16 bad things about the holidays. Man, I forget. What's this? Uh, the website's called Campus Squeeze. So, you should check that out. It's definitely very, very interesting. And I want to get back into some playing. Some, some playing? Play, some playing. I'm going to get back into playing some music. Uh, right now, we're going to take you back to 2001. This is Saliva with Your Disease. It's time to do the top five songs about food. And even though Alyssa's not here, she gave me her list to read on the air. And she always does the dumbest list when she can't be here, too. So, she, so I can't make fun of her to her face. You know? At number five, Alyssa has the presence of the United States of America, Peaches. At number four, G-Love and the Special Sauce, Milk and Cereal. Number three, They Might Be Giants, Dinner Bell. Number two, The Beatles, Savoy Truffle. And number one, which I have never heard of before, Rosemary Clooney, Come On of My House. I've never heard that either. Yeah, so I, I don't know it, but it's Rosemary Clooney, so I can make fun of it. <laughs> Crystal, you're up. doesn't have to do with food, but they talk about food a lot in the song, so. Uh, number three, I have Chicken Stew by System of a Down. Or, I'm sorry, number three. Number two, I have Raspberry Beret by Prince. And number one, I have She Don't Use Jelly by Flaming Lips. Wow. I think, once again, I have the best list. At number five, Buck Cherry Cream. At number four, Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson, Candy. Number three, Weezer, Pork and Beans. Number two, Warrant, Cherry Pie. And at number one, Primus, Shake Hands with Beef. (laughs) Which, this song is actually about, Shake Hands with Beef is obviously a metaphor for masturbation. But they still reference food, and so I decided to use it course. So we're going to take a a short musical break and then we'll be back with the top five films about Thanksgiving. Here is Godsmack with Serenity. Alright, it's now time for the top five Thanksgiving films. 
And once again, I have Alyssa's list. At number five, she has Thanks Killing. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. What, oh my God. You laugh every time I mention it. It's, Is it a horror film? It's a stupid B horror film. Alyssa doesn't watch horror films, it's so the, the Juggalo must have no. suggested that one for her. It was actually a couple of our friends, a gay couple who watches it every Thanksgiving. Wow, okay. Uh, number four, she has Funny People. At number three, Pieces of April, which, once again, I've never heard of. Number two, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And at number one, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. What are we, fucking 12 here? Putting Charlie Brown on our list? Hey, I know a lot of people the who hell? still like Charlie Brown. I, I don't watch Charlie Brown anymore. Not even with London. I, I, I don't do it. <laughs> All right. Crystal. Your turn. Um, number five, I have Pieces of April. It, it's a little independent film with, I think it's Katie Holmes. It's weird offbeat. It's cute. Number four, I have Adam's Family Values. Number three, I have Sense of a Woman. Number two, I have Across the Universe. Number one, <laughs> I have Son-in-Law. All right, and for my list... I have number number five, Alice's Restaurant. Number four, National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion. Number three, Zack and Mary Make a Porno. Number two, Son-in-Law. And number one, the forgotten classic, Grumpy Old Men. Ah. So that, that's the, uh, that concludes the top five lists for this episode. You can find the top five lists along with any other lists and our show schedule at brandonchaos.weebly.com. And I just posted everything to Facebook, so you'll be able to go on Facebook, get the link, and go check it out. We have all the lists on there, show schedule. There's actually a lot more on that website that I don't update as often as I really should. Uh, if you got nothing to do this weekend, I'm actually going to be... Uh, Making a public appearance, I will be uh, DJing this Saturday night at the Funky Skunk in Warren. It's a nice dance club, probably the uh, the finest dance club in Warren. State-of-the-art lighting, great sound system, and there's going to be a nice little show there in the middle as well with my good friend Skylar Styles. It would be a great time. Come out, do some dancing, which would be good for you after Thanksgiving. You could uh, work off all that extra weight you just gained today so come on out do some dancing have a good time say hi um i will actually be out there again next friday djing and uh that will actually be broadcast live through uh spreaker web radio so that'll be fun as well uh this saturday though i will be recording a live djing cd there so It'll definitely be fun. Come on out. It, the uh, the bar is located at 143 East Market Street in Warren. It's going to be a good time. I really look forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, right now, we're going to get in some music, and then I will be back with your top 10 albums of 2012. Right now, here's CKY with 96 Quite Bitter Beings. It's now time for the moment that you've all been waiting for, the top 10 albums of 2012. And I know, just like with a lot of my lists, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. 
you know, and here's my take on why these are the best albums of 2012 and why certain albums by like Maroon 5 or uh, who else sucks, Adele or whoever, whatever. I'm going to tell you why these are the best and those aren't. See, we live in the age of iTunes and the digital download where artists don't make albums anymore. They make them, but they're not good. You know, they're like, fuck it, people are just going to download the, the songs track by track anyways. So, you know, for the album, let's put, you know, three or four singles on here that are, you know, what our producer says is ex are exceptional. And then the rest of the album is just going to be throwaways. And with some of the artists that were around before then, the ones that are still making albums they make better albums because they don't have that mentality. They're like, the people that have been listening to us for 10, 15, 20 years are still going to be buying the records. They're going to go out to the store and they're going to buy the album. They're not just going to download the singles from iTunes. So that's why these are the best albums of 2012 and others aren't. So here we go. At number 10, Every Time I Die, X Lives. Number 9, Stone Sour, House of Golden Bones, Part 1. Number 8, one of my all-time favorite bands from the 80s, The Cult, Choice of Weapon. Number 7, a lot of people aren't going to believe I put this on there because it's a country album, Lionel Richie, Tuskegee. I'm not a huge fan of country. I like the older outlaw country, but I like what Ryan, Lionel Richie did here. He took his classic hits and redid them with modern country artists in a country style. I liked it. It was good. At number six, I have Taproot with The Episodes. Number five, Marilyn Manson, Born Villain. Number four, Fozzie, Sin and Bones. Number three, Kiss, Monster. And at number two, Hell Yeah with Band of Brothers. And the number one album of 2012. And we've waited a long time for this record to come out. It took four long years. One of my favorite uh, modern rock bands that has constantly been reinventing themselves with every album. They just do something new. They started off as a rap metal band. And from that point on, they have touched on every modern rock pop, metal sound they possibly could. This album encompasses everything that this band has done and even fuses together some new stuff. Brilliantly done. The album was produced by 6AM frontman James Michael as well as Goldfinger frontman John Feldman. And that album is The Connection by Papa Roach. There you have it, the top 10 albums of 2012. The list is now available on my website, so go ahead and check it out. It's brandonchaos.weebly.com, and just throwing this out there again, and I always forget to do this at the beginning of the show. I, I've been doing it at the end of the show, but you could Skype us anytime you want during the show, as any broadcast of the show, and I, you know, it's probably better that I say it at the end of the show, because that's usually when we have the most live listeners. Well, you could Skype us anytime we're broadcasting live. It's Planet Chaos Radio on Skype, 
or you can email us to get in on the conversation, throw in your two cents. Whatever you got to say, just throw it out there. The email address is planetchaosradio at gmail.com. And I will get I'll get the emails throughout the show. And if it's good enough to be read on the air, it will be read on the air. And if you're cool enough, we might let you call us on Skype if you want. Crystal, do you have any? Uh, what, what do you? What would you say is the best album of the year for 2012? I, I don't. Any opinions on that? Music of any sort. I've been in my own little world of old music. Emo? No, not necessarily emo. I listen to a lot of classic rock. I listen to a lot of 80s and 90s alternative. That's pretty much all I listen to. Well, I mean, you, you look at this list, and none of these are new artists, really. I mean, other, other than Hell Yeah, but they're, you know, they've all been in plenty of other bands and have been around for a long time. So it's not like there was any new artists on this list. That's a risk you gotta take. Yeah. I'm trying to listen to new music. You should. Oh, it's getting to be that time again. Show's almost over. I'm gonna play some more music for you guys, then we'll be back to wrap up the show. Here's Motograder with Down.